It's Thursday. Wait for it. It's time for another travel log. If you are in Chiang Mai, Thailand, living with all the digital nomads, doing all of the online businesses, and you're on the way to the gym, a lot of good gyms there. If you are in Ubud, Bali, and you're surrounded by people doing yoga and general hippie things, then I would invite you to join me. You know where I am. I'm in exactly the same place. <laughs> I'm in exactly this. I'm standing in the same place as I was not only last week, but the previous week as well. How crazy is this? I, it it feels weird, man. I don't like being in one place for this long, man. But uh, yeah, the storm is still here. It's a little bit crazy, which is kind of fun. <laughs> but I'm not gone yet. But I do have to be in Rome by April the 8th, right? So next week I will be on the road because the storm is actually lighting up this weekend, I think. So so I'll be gone. I'll be gone from this place. And it's been lovely. It's been nice, but I'll be gone. And so I have to be in Rome by April 8th, right? Because my friend and my old singer from another one of my old, all my old singers keep coming out to see me, but another old singer from an old band is coming out for a week, right? in Rome. We were originally going to go to Sicily because he's a fan of the Godfather. <laughs> and uh, But now we're just going to Rome instead, just going to Rome instead. <laughs> and that's going to be fun. But I think what I'm looking forward to more, he's not listening to this, don't worry about it. What I'm looking forward to more is the following week, I'm being joined by someone else. My mother is coming out to Rome for her 60th birthday. Right? She's always wanted to see Pompeii. Oh, I've totally talked about this on the uh, on the show. Totally talked about this. And yeah, so she's coming out for her 60th birthday. And we actually surprised her because uh, she kind of, she thought that like she was saving up and stuff. And so she thought, well, I'm going to go over there and then we'll kind of, you know, we'll stay in hostels or whatever. It's not that cool, but we'll do it anyway. And we'll do it on the cheap. You know, hopefully I'll get to see some stuff, you know. And uh, <laughs> instead, myself and my brother and my sister, we, we were talking, you know. And so at first I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get her flights and then, you know, she's got her flights sorted. And then I thought, hold on, why don't I book some stuff, you know, book some hotels or, well, not hotels, Airbnbs. And then uh, my sister was like, oh, I'll get her, like, you know, skip the line passes for all, you know, Coliseum, Vatican and all that stuff. And so now we've, we've totally done like a package trip <laughs> in a sense. And it's really cool because like we start in Rome for four days in this lovely Airbnb and then we, uh, we move on to Naples and uh, we've got an Airbnb there and then and on the last day in Naples, we're staying in a hostel and it's going to be so cool because she's 60, man, but she doesn't look 60, you know, but like she's got long, long blonde hair, you know, cousin it style. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we're going to stay in a hostel for the, just for the, the one day, like, and do travel life. You know, she's going to experience travel life, even though she's more of a hippie than any of us. And so, but then after that, on the final day, we're going to go into a place called Nerola. No roller, and uh, that's kind of in it's east of Rome in the mountains, right? And we're staying in a castle, like a legitimate castle, it's like an old, big, big castle. Castle, 
uh, I was going to say it, but it's just going to come out in a Brazilian accent, but I'll just do it anyway. Castelo, uh, O-R-S-I-N-I, however you say that. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, we're staying in the castle. We've got the deluxe suite. Right? It sounds expensive. It was. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. But like, you know, it's your mother's 60th. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? So yeah, so that's going to be fun. So that's why I've got to be in Rome by April 8th. And it's now, what is it now? March... Uh, 15th i'm gonna be here for another few days so about two weeks to get from you know the coast of portugal to rome doable doable just hoping it's not raining any of those days but we'll see we'll see anyway today today i'm going to talk about as you know from reading the title i'm going to talk about backpacks and minimalism minimalism right and ultralight travel and all these things because i was talking to someone on the phone the other day about minimalism right and they were like, oh, so, you know, what have you got? Like, you know, seven seven pairs of boxes and you just alternate them, you know, every week. I'm like, well, you seven. And so I thought I'll do, I'll do an episode on it. So what I'm going to do is I am, because, you know, bit of structure, bit of structure is nice. What I'm going to do is I'm first going to talk about how to choose a backpack, what to look for in a backpack, you know, why you want to go for which one you're going to go for, you know, how to choose a backpack. So cover all those things. And then I'm going to do that thing that like that girls do on, uh, it is girls, that girls do on Insta, uh, not Instagram, uh, YouTube, where it's all what's in my bag, right? This is, this is a thing, by the way. If, if you guys, you know, <laughs> maybe you're single, maybe you don't have a missus that, that follows like, you know, fashion vloggers and stuff, right? But what they do is they do what's in me bag. <laughs> they often don't have that accent, but what's in my bag, right? And it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't know if it's their, their handbag, you know, their purse or or the way that their shopping bag. I think it's their, their, their clothing shopping bag mainly, right? Anyway, regardless, I'm going to do what's in me bag, right? And then, <laughs> And then I'm going to get some questions because like, I feel I've been lacking in the, in the questions. I haven't been getting to them all, you know, because I've been talking for about nothing for ages and then getting to the questions and going, oh man, I should, you know, I shouldn't take too much time. So I'm going to get some more questions today. So it's going to be less content, more answering questions, which is still content. There you go. Right. So <laughs> how is everyone, by the way? I'm going to try and breathe today. I'm going to try and kind of, I'm a little bit caffeinated still from yesterday. Cause like when I have, when I have a cup of coffee, it is exactly like having like seven or eight hits of crack. Right. And it's like coffee really affects me. Right. So I had a coffee yesterday morning and then at seven, right at 7 PM, I decided to have another coffee, right. Which for me, I'm going to be awake until, you know, July. Right. <laughs> so I was there like, uh, you know, midnight, just, just so awake. And then I woke up this morning at like six, just like, yeah, I'm ready to do stuff. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so I'm still relatively caffeinated. It's crazy, isn't it? You know? So how to, how many times am I going to say so and then not get to the point? So how to choose a backpack, right? Now there's things to consider, obviously. One backpack, one size does not fit all. One backpack is not right for everybody, right? There are some people and some companies that that are creating innovative, innovative, let's go again, let's go again, we can do this, there, <laughs> we can do this, that I stick with me, I'm a professional, that are creating innovative, aye, innovative solutions, I went for it again, 
<laughs> to try and uh, to try and be one size fits all, which is good, or one size fits most, right? Which is good because that's that's handy. But what you'll find is people have different scenarios and different backpacks suit different people, right? For different reasons. So your type of travel, you could be, say for example, you're doing a Linus, and you, if you're not, if you haven't been listening to these travel logs, Linus is a hitchhiker I picked up in Valencia. So you're doing a Linus, right? And you're hitchhiking around Europe or wherever, or anywhere, right? And you need a tent on the back. You need everything in your life on the back, right? Then you're going to need obviously space for the tent, space whatever you need for stuff like that. A tent really adds on a bit of kind of a, a bit of weight a bit of size, a bit of st stuff like that, you know? And so you need a space to put it on the top or on the bottom. They have straps and stuff like that. And then, so there's a little bit more to consider there, right? I still think you can do it <laughs> quite minimalist, right? All it would be really is what I've got plus a tent, right? Because it's basically what I'm doing. It's just my tents on the bike, right? So, but we'll get into my stuff. So yeah, if you're doing that, you need something maybe a little bigger, right? And maybe if you're super, super cold, you know, you've got stuff to combat that, right? And so if you're going from Airbnb to Airbnb, hotel to hotel, if anything like that, you know, if you're flying into Paris, you're staying in hotels and then you're going off to Berlin and then you're staying in hotels there, maybe doing a bit of couch surfing, you never plan on camping, anything like that, then you can, if you choose, you can easily do it in 15 liters easily, right? And you don't need a lot because... What do you need? You need clothes and a toothbrush. You know what I mean? Bar of soap. That's about it. So, <laughs> because I, I don't understand what people bring. Like when people, have, you know, those big backpacks that people have, like this is a 75 liter and I don't understand it. What do they have in there? I suppose, I suppose, the, hmm. I don't understand it unless they're camping and stuff. Because if you're camping, obviously you've got a sleeping bag, you've got a tent, like I was saying before, and that takes up, I mean, that takes a massive amount of space, you know, sleeping bag and a tent. But if you don't have those, what are you taking? <laughs> Please explain to me. What are you taking, man? <laughs> so, and I know like if it's the winter, then you got to have a big jacket. But if it's the winter, you're going to be wearing a jacket. So I, I still don't understand. I still don't understand. But God, what was my point? Yeah, so if you're, if you're just going to hotels, Airbnbs, couch surfing, you're staying in buildings, right? Then you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot, right? And again, this can, this can also change with your type of travel. You know, if you're, if you're on a bicycle, then you can store some stuff on the bicycle. This is what I'm doing with my motor bicycle, right? And so, yeah, this always, this always changes. It also changes depending on what climate you're going to. If you're going to Bali or Chiang Mai, like I was saying before, then you ain't going to need a lot. You ain't going to need those warm clothes, you know? It doesn't really get that that cold there. So you're not going to need the big jacket, right? You're not going to need the big jacket. And so if you're also, if you're doing a lot of hiking, you're going to want to think about that. You need your hiking boots. Are you going to wear those and then pack some, you know, comfier shoes uh, as well? So these are the things that you've got to think about when choosing a backpack, right? This is, well, this is the type of travel is one of the things. The next thing which I've kind of covered, is the size of the backpack. Now, these completely range, man. So you can go from a day pack, right? I've considered in the past just traveling with with what some people would call a day pack. So I was looking at, um, what are they called? Uh, Tortuga backpacks. Tortuga. Because they, they followed me on Instagram, right? And I've heard Jason Moore talk about them from zero to travel and, uh, and someone else. And people, people seem to like Tortuga, right? And... I looked at it and for, hmm, for the people 
that want bigger backpacks than I use, I can see that they would be good because they tick a lot of my boxes. You know, they tick a lot of boxes for me. But it's they're not right for me because they're, they're you know too large, and they do the 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 largest available carry-on size is what they do. You know, which is great because then you've got you got both. That's also something to consider. You know, if you're just taking a backpack, which you should, then you want to be able to carry it on. You don't want to be checking that. You don't want to be checking that, right? And so that's something to consider. But yeah, so these uh, these Tortuga ones, they're, they're too big for me, but they do look good. They, they, they do look good and they take a lot of my boxes, which is what I'll get to uh, now, actually. So one thing to consider when choosing a backpack, and this is the way I choose it, right? This is the way I choose it. This is the way I choose anything, actually, right? It's making that checklist, right? Making the checklist of stuff that it has to have, right? Or, and then stuff that would be nice to have, right? So it's in order, in, in order, right? So you start with the stuff that it has to have, right? It has to have straps, right? You know what I mean? It has to dot, dot, dot. And then, then you go on to the stuff that it would be nice to have. It would be nice if it has a double zip thing so that you can then put a lock on the zip, right? That Well, that's kind of more of a half, a half to have, you know, but, but yeah, you get the point. And then right at the bottom, you go to like, you know, I don't know, stuff that it definitely won't have, but would be super nice. <laughs> You know, so I can't think of any examples for that. I don't know. Uh, is made by Harley Davidson. There you go. I'd buy it instantly. But obviously, if they made a backpack, it'd be about a billion dollars, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So that uh, so with this checklist, right? One of the things, one of the big things for me is I don't know what the word for it would be, but compartments, I suppose, right? But it's more than compartments. It's the the build, I suppose, the the design, right? The, there you go, the design of it, right? Now, for me, I don't know whether you agree, you probably do, but for me, a backpack must be, I don't know what you call it, clamshell? Is it clamshell? Yeah. So you open it out like a suitcase, right? As opposed to having just a, a kind of zip at the top and then you delve your arm in there into, you know, your Mary Poppins bag and then you, you pull something out of there. But that, I can't be dealing with that. I want to open it out and then see everything I've got there and then just, there it is, right? So that's that's something for me, you know? And then there's like the different compartments. I like to be kind of organized with my bag in a sense. So this is the compartment for this. This is the compartment for this. And that will just just makes you feel better, you know? It's like making your bed in the morning, which I'm just looking, I have not done. So it just makes you feel better, you know, having these, having these different compartments and everything is where it should be. And it also helps... It helps you not to lose things because you can just see in that compartment, oh, the thing's not there. <laughs> but then if it's all in just one giant jumble and you just delve your hand in, you have no idea if you've lost something, right? So design, design is a really big thing when it comes to choosing a backpack, you know? These type of things have to be thought about because when you're, when you're you know, you've been on the road for a couple of weeks and you, you go, man... I wish I got a clamshell one. I'm diving my, delving my hand into this. And it's then, you know, you can get another one, I suppose. But then there's like, what's it called? What would the word be? Sturdiness, build quality, you know, comes into it because there's design and then there's build quality, right? I've had, uh, I've had a few backpacks in my time, right? And there was one I got from, uh, you know, those ones on eBay, right? And they're like, you know, like 10 bucks or something. And they're from China, right? And so I got one of those because it looks cool. Yeah, I got it because it looks cool, right? And it wasn't even a clamshell one. It was, yeah, but it looked cool. It looked cool. So so I got that. And yes, it did look cool. And um, to tell you what, the build quality wasn't bad at all. 
you know it's weird i expected it you know, i expected the zips to fall off and this to but you know nothing happened to it and that went all over uh, all of you know asia india that went everywhere that went everywhere and i think actually that's the uh, that's the backpack my mom's going to come with <laughs> when she comes out to uh, comes out to rome but build quality can be important there are some where you know if a zip falls off or you know the stitches come out or something like that that ain't cool you know and then waterproofness waterproofidity <laughs> that is uh, that's something to take into account again depending on your travel style right if you if you know you're going to be doing some canoeing right then you're going to want it to be waterproof right very waterproof but if you're just if you're going to somewhere and maybe it'll rain one day of the month you're there then you know maybe it doesn't have to be waterproof so much you know so there's a line there's a line i like them to be waterproof just in case you know i don't want to be thinking when i'm out in the rain oh no i've got to you know cover my bag and a in a big old bin bag or whatever you know so those are some things and then there's also extra features right so these are the things that i was saying about the bottom of the checklist like oh it has all of this plus this which is different to every other every other bag right and we'll get onto that which is uh, what mine has or does which is cool you know? and so a lot of things a lot of backpacks have like some of them will have that thing where you can you can plug in your phone to like a to like a battery in there but i don't know what the difference is between having an external battery in your bag and then plugging into I, can someone tell me the difference i have no idea some of them have those little secret compartments in the in the the arm the arm in the strap you know you can put a, a, a credit card in that's cool you know some of them are, are anti uh, cut you know you can't cut them with a knife that's cool. So there's a lot of things like that, that are those extra things that aren't necessary, but kind of tip it over the edge to maybe a different bag, right? So my recommendations, right? My recommendations. Well, see, I can't really do recommendations for this because it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. I can't say, hey, go out and get this. You'll be fine. Because if I say go out and get this 15 liter bag, and you're, you know, camping around and you got two sleeping bags and a tent, you know, it ain't going to work. But then again, if I say, hey, go out and get this 75 liter, it'll hold everything that you you ever owned. And even if I were to use that, it would be like a third full at most, you know. So it's really up to you. But I would suggest doing that checklist and then right, and starting with the things that you definitely want it to have, right? And then those have to be covered. And then the the next ones, the next things, bits in the checklist, that's kind of the shootout between the bags that already have those first ones. You know, if you found four different backpacks that cover all those initial bases, then it's whichever ones cover the most of those secondary checklists, basically. And then, you know, if one of them, though, has one of those X Factor checklists at the bottom, those X Factor things, then that could win out. You know, it's so that's that's the methodical way of choosing a backpack. That's the only way to choose a backpack, right? Apart from if it looks cool. <laughs> but I suppose that's an X Factor thing. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to do that what's in me bag. <laughs> what's in me bag? I'm going to I'm going to breathe a bit too, man. Jeez. And stretch. I haven't stre I've been stretching every day for like the last 2 or 3 weeks. It's like it's a bit of a habit now, which is awesome. That's what I wanted. But I haven't stretched today and I feel like Oh man, it's crazy. I feel like 85 years old. So what's in my bag? Let's go have a look. Well done. Let's pick this up. Come on. There we go. Right then. Whee, still got headphones in. There we go. 
Right, this is not going to take long. There ain't much. Okay, so my bag is... My backpack is a Riot bag. You've heard me talk about these before. Now, Riot is a company from Sarah Giblin. She is amazing. And uh, yeah, they are a fantastic backpack company, right? They tick all my initial boxes, right? In the sense that it is clamshell design. It has amazing compartments, you know, with, by the way, not sponsored by Riot. It sounds like I am just because I like, I like this product, you know, I say this every time. So it has all the compartments that I need. It has that compartment for the for the computer and stuff like that. And then it has, so all of those are ticked. Right? And then it has an X factor as well in the sense that it is a backwards backpack. And what I mean by that, if you, uh, if you haven't checked them out, is the zips are all on the back. So when you're, when you're wearing your backpack, it sounds like an advert, it's not. When you're wearing your backpack, right? And so you're on the tube or whatever, the person behind you can get into it better than you can, right? That ain't what you want. <laughs> That ain't what you want. So these, all the zips are like, zips are like on your back, you know, so no one can get into it. Awesome. Love that. Especially when I've got it strapped onto the bike. Like even if someone wanted to get into it, they it's locked up. But even if someone still wanted to get into it somehow, they, they can't even see the zips. You know? <laughs> so, so that's the X factor of it. It's the Riot Bag R15 because I only need a 15 litre. And they do. Again, not an advert, right? But they do uh, they do this one which you might be interested in, which Sean, actually, who was on the show a couple of weeks back, Sean bought, uh, and I think he's just used it on a trip, and he bought the X25. Now, the cool thing about the X25, now this is really cool. Again, sounds like it's really not an advert, right? But <laughs> the cool thing is it starts off as a 10-litre bag, right? So it's like the R15 that I've got, but it's 10-litre, right? So it's, it's a little bit smaller. I could probably deal with a 10 litre. That'd be fine, right? And that's cool. You can take it to work. If you use it for work, you know, it's quite thin, you know, put your MacBook in there or your laptop. There you go. And then you you kind of undo this thing and then you, you know, pull it out like that. And then it becomes a 25 litre bag, right? Miraculously has more space in it. And it's the, uh, it's still carry on size and it's 25 litre and you can fit everything ever in there. So it's, it's, you know, two sizes. This is what we're saying before about people, uh, about companies making innovative uh, uh, solutions to this, you know? So I'd recommend checking that out. The X25, Riot, R-I-U-T dot Not an advert. Let's have a look. Right. So there's a little pocket here at the top. In there, I have uh, a necklace that has come apart and has fallen off and I, I really need to put it back on. <laughs> A lot of my bag is like this, right? On the front slash back, the bit that's against your lower back, there's a little pocket here, right? I have an external hard drive. It's not an external hard drive. It's an external battery, right? I have an external battery. I have some spare keys for the old bike. And I have my uh, digital nomad savior. It's uh, a little uh, mobile Wi-Fi kind of jobby, you know? And so I can turn that on and then I've got Wi-Fi wherever, in the forest, wherever. And that's awesome. That's a lifesaver. That's an absolute lifesaver. Right, into the bag itself. Now, compartment area, compartment area. You've got place for the, uh, you know, where you where you put the, uh, the laptop, right? So you've got that place there. And then in front of that, slash behind it, I've got sort of the little pocket where you'd put like a tablet or something like that. And in there I have my map, right? Now, I don't use my map. I use my map backwards. I don't mean I hold it, you know, upside down. I mean, it's, uh, I, I put on where I've been as opposed to where I'm going, right? So I've got this big, big map of Europe, you know, it's like six foot wide, right? And it's got all of Europe on it. And I draw on where I've been, 
Right, it's cool. So I've got that in there. Two little compartments, one at the top. Little one is, because uh, it's 2018, everything's electric, electronic, right? So I've got wires, right? So I've got wires for my phone, wires for, what's this wire for? Oh yeah, so I've got a thing on my helmet, no one cares. It's wires and stuff, wires and stuff. Toiletries bit. No, I don't have a lot. I do not have a lot. In fact, there's nothing in there. So, toothbrush is over there. And at the moment, I've got a bar of soap. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm living the soap life. Man, here's a tip. Don't use soap. Not don't use soap, but bars of soap. Man, they're so dry. Like, use a bar of soap and then you come out of the show. Man, I feel drier than... It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Anyway. <laughs> so I've got that. And what I do usually... Usually I use those little bars that you can get from Lush, which smells amazing. You know when you go in Lush, you just want to eat everything, right? So I've got these little bars and they work for my hair, my body, and my clothes, right? Just this one little bar. That's what I do. That's the easiest way to do it, right? That's the easiest way to do it. Right, and then main compartment. I told you this would be quick. Main compartment, right? And this is literally all you need. So uh, at the back with the documentation, that's something that's kind of, it's in like three different uh, Ziploc bags, so it ain't going to get uh, wet, right? So in there, I've got my bike insurance. I have my uh, driver's license. Now, these things are obviously bike specific, right? And then I've got my passport, which I always keep at the bottom of my bag, right? In a, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, waterproof thing. And I take a picture of it. And then I just always use the picture, right? So I've got that in there. And I've also got pictures of my parents that I shared on my Instagram, Backpack Digital. If you want to check those out. They're so, so cool. Right. And then in the bag right here, at the bottom, I have a pair of shorts, which as as of yet on this trip, I have not used. I bought them in uh, in Brazil. They're just three quarter shorts, right? Not used them. I've got a bandana in case I want to look cool or um, bleeding profusely. I have used this bandana for both of those things. Right. <laughs> and then I have my towel. It is a travel towel. Right, and they're pretty nice, man. They're, it's like the size of. Let's have a look. I don't know, one, two, three, maybe four packs of cards, right? And it's blue, and they're cool. They're, it takes you a little bit, little while to, little while to dry with them, you know. But they dry, they dry themselves quick, you know, because what gets wetter as it dries, hey, I tell. So it dries pretty quick, and yeah, good. I would recommend having one of those, right? What else do I have in here? Man, okay. Now we're getting on to clothes, right? This is the thing that tends to take up a lot of the space with people's with people's bags, right? Clothes. This is the thing that the person asked me. Oh, do you have like seven pairs of boxes? Like, no, of course I don't. That's ridiculous, right? So, what I do is I have kind of a first in. What is it? First in, last out. First in, last. Out, first in, first out type of thing, right? And so, I have two pairs of socks, right? Because I'm either wearing a pair of socks, right, or I have a pair of socks ready to wear. <laughs> the same this, <laughs> the same is true with underwear, right? So with boxes, I have ex officio, right? This is old school. This is that's old school Tim Ferriss stuff, ex officio. No one uses ex officio anymore. Sorry, guys. And everyone's all on the me undies hype train. I would really want to check them out and see if they're any good, right? But ex officio, right? And so these are badass. So when you take a shower, when you take a shower, right? <laughs> Why not, when you're in there, why not wash the old clothes, right? You know, you got your boxes, your socks, your, uh, your shirt. Just give them a wash. Give them a wash, right? <laughs> uh, 
And then, so that's what I do. I wash them, right? Give them a good old wash and then set them to dry. Set them to dry. These ex officio boxes, they're dry in about 20 minutes, half hour. So I could get by with just one pair of boxes, right? But that's never a good idea to just take one pair of boxes, right? And so, and so I have two. The same is true with socks. They're wool, right? So they, they dry very quickly. And yeah, I'll get onto the t-shirts, but yeah, so that's what I do. So I have two pairs of socks, two pairs of boxes. That cuts down a hell of a lot of space already. So then we're going to get onto t-shirts, right? Now I have one, two, let me have a look, three, four, four. That's too many. That's too many, but I have four t-shirts. Now I originally started, I originally started this trip with cool t-shirts, right? <laughs> Form over function, you know? <laughs> I think I started with, uh, with a Misfits uh, vest, <laughs> and uh, I think an Iron Maiden shirt, something like that, you know? So cool t-shirts, right? But the problem with cool t-shirts is they're often made out of that standard t-shirt material. Is it cotton? I don't know. I don't know. But they're often made out of those uh, those standard... Yeah, it is cotton, right? That takes a while to dry. That does take a long while to dry, right? Especially if you don't have any sun. So what I've got now is I went to Decathlon. Decathlon. And got these kind of sporty t-shirts instead, right? And I'm just trying to see what they're made of. Oh, I took all of the, yeah, I hate labels, so I took all the labels out. But they're kind of the more polyester type vibe, you know? They're kind of polyester spandex type. They're not spandex, but that type of, uh, not latex, what's it called? Latex, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so they're more that type of vibe. They dry in about 20 minutes. It's crazy. So it, after I have a shower and I wash everything, I come out, everything's dry in 20 minutes. I could put, I could put on the same clothes, you know? So I have four t-shirts, which arguably is too many, right? But roll them up and all of those clothes, they take up no space at all. And that is literally all you need. What more do you need, right? Now I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Hey, we're not all in warm climates. Well, neither am I. I'm in Europe and it's March, right? So, and I rode a motorbike, so it's going to be cold, right? So I also have some, what are they called? Long johns? Is that what they're called? Thermal leggings. <laughs> that sounds bad. Th thermal long johns. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> and so they're just there. They roll up. All cool. I also have a thermal uh, a long sleeve t-shirt. Long sleeve shirt? T-shirt. T-shirt, I guess. Long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> so that rolls up and I've got that there. With those, you're fine. I hate the cold. I've got four. I could wear all four t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? And both pairs are so... You can layer up. You can layer up if you're cold. So that solves that. That is literally what's in my bag. Oh, in fact, no, I've got a little, I've got a little bag of stuff, bag of extra stuff, right? Which is basically a uh, shaver, because I don't always like to look like a Yeti. Sometimes I do. So shaver, uh, what's it called? Zippo lighter, just in case. Never used it. Never used it. Uh, spare phone. Spare phone, always handy. It's, uh, what is this? iPhone 6S. There you go. Spare phone. Contact lenses. Handy. Oh, and I got this. So I picked this up in one of the hostels I was in. And it, it, this might sound bad. <laughs> but I was the only person at the hostel, right? It wasn't this one. And someone had left. <laughs> I'm not a thief. Someone had left this thing. It's called Life Venture Dry Wash. And I'd never heard of it before. Right? And it's 100 mil. Take on the plane. 100 mil. And it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I robbed it, by the way. I didn't rob it. It was someone had left it. Someone had left it. Come on, calm down. 
So, and it's amazing stuff, man. Cause there's a lot of times if I'm camping, especially it's like, man, I'm nowhere near a shower and I don't always want to go into rivers and, and, you know, washing rivers cause sometimes it's cold and rainy. So this stuff, it's like, uh, it's like that hand wash that you, or hand sanitizer, kind of like that, but it smells a lot nicer. It's like, you know, body wash. Really cool. I'd recommend, uh, I'd recommend checking it out. I've used it a couple of times. Really nice. Really nice. So as I said, this one's going to take long. And it didn't. That is literally, what else do I need? That's my question. Everyone says, well, are you sure that's everything? What else do I need? Obviously, I've got my laptop as well, right? <laughs> and this microphone. <laughs> what else do I need? Can't think of anything. So there you go. <laughs> that's what's in my bag. If you can think of anything else that, that I haven't said that you, you think that you'd need while you were out, let me know, man. Let me know. So right now I'm going to get on to questions, like I said, because I haven't been going for long, have I? Oh, 33 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want that to take too long because there's not a lot of info there. I've probably, you know, said a bunch of stuff a bunch of times. So anyway, I'm going to get on to questions now. In fact, before questions, I'm going to get onto this uh, review came through. Now, I never really, I don't ask for reviews or anything like that because, I don't know, if you want to review your, your review, right? But this one came through and I loved it. So I'm going, to, I'm going to say what it is, right? So this is from, this is from Rebel Gran, right? First off, that's my favorite username I've ever heard, right? Rebel Gran. That is, that's the goal. That's my goal and obviously not Gran. I'd be Gran. What's the male version of Gran? I don't know. But yeah, that is my goal in life, to be a rebel Gran, right? <laughs> that's a weird goal, I know. But like, that is, that's the dream. That's the dream. It's not being that guy in the future that has these regrets and is being, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm a Gran. Oh, no, wait. No, I can. I'm a rebel Gran, right? She says, I love this podcast and have been inspired to plan my solo adventure for my 65th next year. Come on. Come on. How cool is that, right? How cool is that? So thank you very much, Rebel Gran. Tell me more about your trip. I want to hear everything. That's amazing. That's amazing. Right. Let's get on to a couple of questions, right? We shall start with, let's have a look where we got here. Open an Instagram. If you want to send a question, it's Instagram at backpackdigital. This is a question from Stanley Stocker. Stanley underscore Stocker. A up. Oh. <laughs> a up. Man, A up. That's amazing. Have I said on the podcast that where I'm from, we say A up? So loving the podcast. Been listening for a couple of months and smashing through episodes. I'll start by saying this week's Sheffield accent was one of the worst slash amusing attempts I've heard in a while. <laughs> Topped only by someone from Charlotte, North Carolina. Man. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's true. My Sheffield, I've, I've only ever been to Sheffield one time. And that was to watch, uh, what's it called? Uh, Henry Rollins live. It was good. And yeah, I think my, it's not really a Sheffield accent. It's like just a general northern accent. It's like a touch of Wakefield, you know, a little bit of Leeds with a, a little bit of Lancashire. <laughs> All mixed into one. Secondly, I have a name for the you that will never be you. Ah, this is the guy I was just talking about, the guy that Rebel Gran isn't, and the guy that I also won't be. He says, Cautious Carl. Yes, that is, this is a name that first came about in a discussion with my wife, and when I, when I, and, and I, when stuck behind a very slow driver, has, 
oh man, why can't I read? This is how that should have been read. This is a name that first came about in a discussion with my wife and I when stuck behind a very slow driver and has since been used quite regularly in our relationship when taking risks and has been a really positive thing. Almost like the book, Yes Man. Oh, uh, I'm going on to the next thing, but I just want to, Cautious Carl is amazing. Cautious Carl. Yeah, because that's what he is. He's cautious. He's, he's not taking any risks. Like, I also want to hit on the fact that, that he's like we're designing this name. I want to, I want to hammer the point home that, that he's, he's full of regret as well. He, as well. He's cautious, but that, that's, I wouldn't say that's his, his over, overriding feature. He's, he's full of regret, you know, <laughs> but cautious Carl is good. I like that. Uh, Stanley Stocker goes on to say, it's been a really positive thing, almost like the book. Yes, man. Very good. Love it. It's led my wife, who mainly does have anxiety to do things with me and on our own. I'm so bad at reading. I'm sorry. And on our own that she would have never done before. Things that, like taking a month out of work to travel around Peru on a motorbike. Amazing. That's taking time out of work to go travel. I love that. I love that. Uh, I ride. She doesn't. Cool. My question is bike related. Oh, there we go. So excludes 90% of listeners. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> what are your best and worst experiences you've had on the bike? Enjoy your travels, man. Okay, worst. I, I, I instantly know the worst one. The worst one is where... This is kind of a travel story, so it doesn't exclude bike people, I suppose. But the worst is when I was in between Bordeaux and Toulouse. And I was getting rained on. And people may have heard this before, but I was getting rained on. It'd been about an hour and a half or something since I was had been rained on, right? It was still raining. I thought, man, by tonight, I'm going to be in Barcelona. So I, I just went south because I don't use a map. I just used, you know, I just went south. So I went south and it was still raining. And then I started going uphill, right? And I'm like, why, not, why am I going uphill? This is, this is quite a lot uphill. <laughs> And then I realized that, oh no, I'm summiting the Pyrenees. And so, and so that's what happened. It was atrocious. It was raining so bad. And as you know, riding in the rain is one of the worst things, man. It sucks. And so that it took many hours and I was, I was singing to myself to try and keep my morale up, you know? And this is the thing I was saying before about, <laughs> I was talking, talking to myself. And what was that thing I said? I stopped talking to myself for a bit because it was like really icy up there. And, uh, and I was trying to, you know, concentrating on not dying. And then, cause I was quiet for a bit. I said to myself, right? I said to myself, you're quiet. I said out loud to myself, <laughs> but then I responded to myself. So are you. <laughs> and then we both laughed. We both laughed. So that was, uh, that was the worst time. That was, I just, oh man, it's horrible. I just remember thinking, this is the coldest you're going to be in at least a year. Just, just stick it out, stick it out. So it was horrible. The best time. Oh man. Okay. There was one time that comes to mind, which is riding, where was I? Near to Nerja, which is in the and this on the south of Spain, and yeah, when I was there, I just remember this 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 three-minute-long stretch where it was just the coast on the left and the mountains to the right, and it was the 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 temperature was perfect. 
There was like no one else on the road. The temperature was perfect. And I was listening to Panama by Van Halen. So just imagine going down. Yeah, I could just hear the bike in the background, you know, and it just Panama, Panama, and I was just going, oh man, it was so good. So good. Yeah, that or in Vietnam, uh, I remember one time, I, oh man, if you ride in Vietnam, the the kind of the mountains, it's picturesque, man, picturesque. So there's, there was one time where I was just coming around this corner, the kind of, and there were mountains all around, uh, like kind of on the side of the road. And then like, as you turn this one corner, the mountains kind of, the, the right by the side of the road, you know, the hills, I, I suppose, uh, kind of, they, they kind of fall away and you're, you're meet, met, you're met, there you go. you're met with this view that just, it's just expansive. It goes over, it's such a, you can see the horizon, right? There you go. <laughs> and it's an amazing view. And as I was going around this corner, it was the crescendo, right? Of the intro <laughs> of the song Saturday Love by Angels and Airwaves. Right. So, because it starts in a in a minor key and then it modulates to the major. And as it was modulating, that's when I rounded the bend and oh, man, amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> those are some, some bad and good parts, right? Next question. Next question. This is from Abby underscore cow. <laughs> Great name. She says, Hi, Hayden. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real good. This is a good way to start the day. I used to live in Malaysia and got into your podcast since returning to the UK. I, I, that happens quite a bit because like I've said before, when you come back from a trip, you, you kind of want to, you want to keep that spirit alive because you don't want to get brought down, especially in the UK. You don't want to get brought down by the place that you're in, you know, and go back into your old ways and all of the people around you being negative. You don't want to be drawn into that and become the person that you were before and the person that maybe you're scared that you're destined to be in the future. Cautious Carl. <sighs> I love it, she says. It helps me remember the good times and in... <laughs> Why do I talk before I read? Helps me remember the good times and inspires me to go for another overseas adventure at some point. Yes. Recently, you've been talking about people or things being more real outside of cities. It's an odd one for me, as one of the things I find fascinating about being in a place that's so different from where I'm from, Southeast Asia versus UK, is finding the common commonalities as well as the differences. City folks tend to be more liberal, cosmopolitan, but can you give... But can give you but can give you equally awesome insights into the culture. That's true. In part because levels of English, the only language I speak to my shame, are much higher. Long question, but what I want to know is, what do you mean by more real? That is a good question. Maybe it's something I've never really, uh, never really given a definition to. Here's, I guess here's a way to explain it, right? If someone went to, are you from the UK? Yes. If someone went to the UK, right, and they went to London, right, and then they saw, uh, what's it called? <sighs> Can you tell I don't know London that well? Um, and they saw the, the palace, Buckingham Palace, there you go. And they saw the London Eye and Big Ben and, you know, and they saw that stuff and they, they saw the royal whatever, right? All that stuff. And then they left and they met like a beef eater. <laughs> 
And then you were talking to them afterwards and they said, yeah, I've been to the UK. I know exactly what the UK is like. I've seen the real, I've seen the real England, I've seen the real England. And, <laughs> and you're from a council estate in Clifton, you know, in Nottingham. <laughs> and it's like, and you know that, that, that what they've seen isn't representative of 99% of the country, the people that they've met, the beef eater isn't representative of 99% of the population. The people who's, who have the accent of Hugh Grant aren't representative of 99% of the population. And you're living in Cliff and you're thinking, this is the real England. This is the real, the, these, are, these are the majority of people in England. This is what life is like. This is what life is like. It's like in Bali, you know, if you go to Kuta Beach, or whatever, and you go to a club there, and you can stay out clubbing all night, and then you go, yeah, I know what Bali's like. And then someone in Bali is living in Grogorchadik and saying, no, this is what life is like in Bali, you know? Do you know what I mean? I, that's, I think that's kind of where I'm going with it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I can't explain it any better than that, but that's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. <laughs> Man. Can you tell, I, I, I like to think about my thoughts, but I haven't thought about that one for a while. But it's good to do that. By the way, she says, my absolute favorite thing to do in the world is also to bike off the beaten path. Nice. Being philosophical. <laughs> Being philosophical, not an arsehole. <laughs> Love that. Sorry, Rebel Gran, for using profanity. Hey, Rebel Gran's my, uh, my profanity thing now. And, and well, she's a rebel grand. She probably doesn't care. But if you do, I, I'm, I'm sorry, rebel grand, for using profanity. <laughs> right. The last question today comes from Laura. Uh, Laura sent us through on WhatsApp. Oh, there's a picture. Hello, Laura. Jesus. <laughs> Beautiful girl with a motorcycle helmet. What is there better in the world? <laughs> right. Stay on track. Hey, is this Hayden? It sure is. I literally just listened to your latest travel podcast on my way back up north. I'm not going to do a northern accent. North on the train and pulled your number from there. Cool. Within a three-hour journey across the somewhat sunny UK whilst listening to your strangely soothing voice. There it is again. Strangely soothing. What's that about? <laughs> I know what you mean. I've planned a trip across Asia. Nice. Nice. I really want to ride across Vietnam uh, through Laos and end in Thailand. Man, that is a great trip. That's a good way around to do it too. That's a way around at it from the south to the north. That's a very good trip. I would definitely recommend that. But I have a few hurdles. I'm still riding on my CBT. I ride an MSX125. Nice. An MSX125 Grom. Yeah, so they're, I think it's more so in America they're called Groms. So <laughs> that's amazing. An, an MSX is kind of, okay, so imagine imagine a motorcycle, right? Imagine a motorcycle, right? Kind of sporty, right? Kind of sporty, right? And then in your brain, highlight it, right? And then, you know, put your cursor on the top right and then just kind of resize it down a bit. <laughs> that's an MSX, that's a gram. <laughs> she says, literally just a clown bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been riding since early fall last year. Fall? Fall. I thought you were from the UK. Strange. I've been... 
I've been riding since early fall slash autumn last year. I ride every day in London and nice. And I've done about five trips across the UK. Wow, you're killing it, man. Killing it. I think I've put 3,000 miles on the bike in the space of three months, all while having a full-time job. Man, that is the way to do it. I love it. That's amazing. That's amazing. The other hurdle is that I've never left Europe and I've never traveled alone. Okay. Last year, I traveled a lot, and it was my first time traveling in 10 years. I did a huge trip around Scandinavia over Christmas with the Eurorail Pass. Nice. Seen the Northern Lights, rode snowmobiles, encountered minus 36 degrees, which I guess you'd hate. Yes, I do. I climbed mountains in Spain, camped in hammocks, and so much more I could go on about. Man, we need to get you on the show. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I don't know. I guess I'm just looking for someone to tell me I'm not crazy before embarking further into this. I don't have any motorcycle friends, so I don't really have anyone I can talk to about this subject and tell me if this is a suicide mission. Please help Laura. And a picture of a bike. Oh. So, man, I'd love to go through there. So let's see. Let's see. The other hurdle is uh, I've never left. So planning a trip, Vietnam, I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend it. If you're on a CBT... See, the thing is with riding a bike in Asia is they, hmm, it's weird because they say, yeah, you've got to have um, an international driver's license. But then even if they stop you and you have an international driver's license, they're like, nah, nah, that's the, uh, that's the wrong one. So it basically doesn't matter if you have a driver's license. I was pulled over. This is when I didn't have my, my, I had my license, but I didn't have it on me. Like, you know, I was getting it transferred from Aussie to England, no one cares. And so, and I got pulled over in Indonesia, right? And I was ready for it. I was ready for it. Because all they do is they say, hey, you, uh, you got a license? You go, nah. And, <laughs> and then I'm so bad with authority. And so, uh, and so they said, um, the bloke, he was like, right, well, we're going to we're gonna have to take you in then. We're going to have to take you into the old, the old police station. I was like, ah, oh, sound. Because <laughs> I knew he was bluffing. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, all right, well, you could get out of this. Like, go on. <laughs> and he's like, all right, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you 50,000. What's the, uh, rupiah? There you go. 50,000. Right? And I was like, nah, nah, 5,000. <laughs> Cause I knew that they would accept 5,000. Right. So he was like, now it's going to need to be 50,000. Right. I was like, well, no, right. 50,000, uh, 5,000. And then that went on. He was like 30. I was like five. He was like 20. I was like five. <laughs> so like 10, I was like five. And he was like, all right, five. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And then he goes, put in boot. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, put in boot. I was like, what? <laughs> and so he was like, he was like, put the money in my boot. I was like, all oh, right, okay. Because like he can't take it hand to hand in a sense because it's something, I don't know. But I had to put it in his boot. So I stuck 5,000 rupees in his boot and went along my merry way. So yeah, you don't really, <laughs> this is bad advice, but you don't really need uh, a full license to go over there. But don't take my word for it. You can, don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. So yeah, very good trip to do. What I would do in that sense is, we probably lost 90% of the listeners by this point. It's just me and you talking now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I would do is start in the south of Vietnam. If anyone else is planning this trip, which I suggest that you do, start in the south of Vietnam, right? Start in the Mekong Delta, right? The Mekong Delta. And, you know, you go go on some on some boats and pretend you're Rocky. No, is it Rocky? No, of course it's not Rocky. Uh, pretend you're... What's the other bloke? Rambo. There you go. Pretend you're Rambo. <laughs> have I got more English since doing this, uh, since doing this tra these travel logs? I think I have. 
what was I saying? Yeah, buy a bike down there because it'd be super cheap. Uh, I got one for the equivalent of 150 or 160 uh, pounds. And then ride it up north, right? Ride up north because it's a good way around to do it. And then go into Laos, go into Thailand, and then sell it in Chiang Mai, which I referenced earlier because that's where all of the digital nomads are, right? That's where all of the foreign people are. That's where all of the, you know, all of the travelers are. And traveler, you know, buy it from a local guy, sell it to a traveler because I did the same thing, and I sold it for 150, the equivalent of 150 or 160 pound. I I didn't make or lose any money on it. Right? That's what you want to do with that. Right, looking for someone to tell me I'm not crazy before doing this. A lot of people, a lot of people think this because, or yeah, have this thought because maybe if you don't have a lot of friends that travel or friends that bike or anything like that, you've got no one to bounce these ideas off. You've got no one to say, hey, I've done this. You've got no one to. So I understand that. And a lot of people do understand that, right? But this is why we have things like this. This is why we have this podcast. This is why there are, there are Facebook groups. This is why there's all this stuff because we're we are a community we are together as one and i'm here to tell you that this is not a suicide mission and traveling by yourself is was it the solo travel episode that you listened to i i imagine that was the that was prompting you to plan this trip I, if not i'd suggest listen to that so people when talking about the vietnam trip on, on a bike will tell you it's a suicide mission when i read forums about this thing about doing that trip before i read uh bring you know your your kind of bring your license bring uh something uh, you know a, a tent and bring a body bag because you're gonna need it <laughs> and then someone else said it's not about uh if you come off it's about when you come off and then there's all these people like yep that's 100 percent correct <laughs> and then I'm, th- I'm there thinking what and then, so I did the entire trip. Didn't didn't even almost come off. Like I'm a I'm a cautious and confident driver rider, you know. So don't believe in, you know everything that everyone says, including me, including me. I hope that almost not quite, but kind of almost answers your question. <laughs> Ooh, hey, yep, hey, yep, weird noises. So. Thank you for listening. This has been a rambling one. This has been a rambling one. It's been different because I woke up and did it. So maybe it's a bit different. This has been a rambling one. But next week, I will be on the road somewhere. I will be in a tent, I would imagine. I will be on the road somewhere. And it's going to be a lot more interesting. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you want to hear. Because I like doing these themed ones. I like doing these themed ones, right? So let me know. Instagram, at Backpack Digital. It's been nice talking to you guys. (laughs) I shall talk to you next week.